Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell-West. And as autumn settles upon us in High Wycombe, we're back at this time to discuss... Uh, what are we discussing? Animals. Can you play them? Is it interesting to play them? And evil. Is it interesting to overcome it or indulge in it? And or, or is that just too much of a colonialist narrative? Yeah, yeah, we 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 are we are going to uh, rattle our bones between relativism and absolutism once again. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we have a tip jar, and we would like to say thank you to Robert Wolfe and to John Hancock, Nick Marsh, and Mark Ridley of uh, Watson Hall, who've contributed to help us, encourage us to keep this thing going. Ah, oh, we need it. We need so much encouragement. If you would like to join this august company, uh, paypal.me slash rogerbw will reach me. And then I'll give Mike his share. He usually does. He, he, he's, he's an honest... He's got an honest face. His feet are utterly deceiving, but his face is honest. Onward. sentimental because I recently lost my feline companion Monty who meowed through a few of our previous recordings. Let's talk about animals as characters playing animals and I think we start by saying there are two separate um, role-playing challenges here. One where everybody's playing an animal of one sort or another and the other when you are playing the one animal in the group. Um, if you're playing Scooby, and the rest of them are playing the, and the rest of you are mm. playing the gang, I have seen that done. I think it worked, but it yeah. So what? Well, what, what does what does Scooby have? He it's has a very late at night game. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does Scooby has? He has a, a very limited vocabulary and the ability to hold them about. And yet, I don't think Scooby is limited. Uh, well, he, 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 can, he can still nose out a clue. I mean, if, if you're doing niche protection, he has the senses. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, where, where I start on this yeah. is that if you're playing animals, well, if, if, if you're playing animals with something like human level intelligence, yeah. then this is clearly a fantasy. Yeah. And it, that it wouldn't be a good fit for a gritty, realistic setting. Well, that said, there are some gritty, nasty bits in uh, Bunnies and Burrows. Or, or at least in the watership down the uh, source material. Yeah, though Bundys and Burrows is quite a lot more sapient than rabbits actually are. Well, yeah, so is watership down. There, and so. it, it seems to me, if, if you if you were being brutally realistic about this, um, it would be much more like a war game. And basically, every time you want to do something, you'd have to make a morale check to see: Do you think of that? Can you overcome your instincts, or etc. Oh, that would be which, complicated. Which yeah. wouldn't be fun, very, for, or at least not for very long. No, quite. So, so that that says to me what what you have is basically um, sapient animals are going to be secret, or the yeah. setting is all about them. Yes, I, either either they they're like uh, Diane Duane's wizard cats, um, or or the, it's about it's watership down. Um, it's about the the secret culture, the the the, the world that the humans don't really even come into, mm. and that could be interesting. Um, what, what, one of your examples when we were discussing this was familiars. Yeah, 
And it, it seems to me that this actually overlaps with with an idea I had for transhuman space many years ago, yeah. because in that you have companion AIs, yeah, and the 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 adventure concept and it never got very far because it was just the concept. So if anybody wants to steal it, they're welcome. Is the players are a hapless human's companion AIs? You know what? <laughs> what, what one is in his wig, one is his personal assistant, and all the rest of it. Yeah, trying to keep him alive as he does something very stupid. The fun would be playing the uh, uh, well, I, and the human is effectively an NPC in this model. Yeah, I don't, I, not necessarily, but uh, but yeah, yes, keep that's it's a it's a variant of uh, keeping the um, of of keeping the uh, the noble lord from from harm when mm. you are his courtiers. But the, but the uh, wizard familiar seems to me could could work on a similar model. But it, or if you have several wizards familiars, they they are. You know, trying to stop their wizards from blowing each other up from over a minor point of academic dissension. Well, two points. One, I think Ars Magica has done something with uh, with uh, all wizards familiars as characters. I may be wrong. It may be the one where the grogs got turned into mice. That I'm <laughs> thinking of. But um, but well, I say a familiar isn't quite a familiar shares some of his humans' abilities. At least the way I, I've seen it done. In some cases, they aren't really animals; they're demons, or in, or it could account for the slightly higher level of mental activity. Or yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Uh, but again, I think the focus there is upon the humans rather than upon the mm. animals. I mean, normally a one-off adventure, um, a very much uh, a lower decks adventure, with the uh, 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 with the owl, the owl from Wizard A and the cat from Wizard B. And the um, snake from Withered Sea uh, trying to trying to get things done because they're the ones that are really in charge. Mm. Uh, the me as golden laid baskets don't grow on trees. Well, quite. Uh, we have to admit that anything we do here is going to be anthropomorphization and playing a playing a uh, a non sapient or semi sapient animal is going to be a lot harder than playing an alien for some obscure reason. I'm not sure why that should be. Well, because it in, in the Campbellian um, formulation, it doesn't think as well as a human. Right. And it, if, if it's non-sapient, then it, it is not... It doesn't really have a meaningful personality. It's not making sensible decisions. It's not participating in the group. It, it's doing stimulus-response behaviour. Hmm. I don't... I'm not sure there aren't a good, good number of human beings I'd, I'd qualify as, as acting purely on stimulus response. Uh, uh, Let's come back to this in, in our So We Burnt Down the World podcast <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> let's, not do it. let's not go there, universe, please. Um, we romanticise our, our, our animal companions and therefore we like to ascribe to them more capability than they have. Mm. But, uh, but I would say that... that uh, cats, uh, to an extent, dogs, monkeys certainly have enough ability to reason about and manipulate the universe that it's not unreasonable. There's certainly some physical problem solving there. Yeah, um, and and situational awareness and analysis as well going on. I, I think you'd be pushing it a bit further to, to say the same about rabbits. So. Uh, yeah, all right, all right. Let let me say that the the bunnies and burrows is not my personal uh, favourite. <laughs> model here. I, I will point out to you because you, you, you may not have heard of it Cat Thulu Cat Thulu 
which is what uh, exactly? You are the, the, you it, are the cat it, heroes who must stop the chaos gods of other animals from conquering the world, and oh. the humans will never know. The thought that the dogs have a Nyarlathotep is slightly alarming. I believe there's a supplement which introduces the dogs as potential uh, uncertain allies. Yeah. I, but yeah, th- this, is, this is out there. This is a game you can buy. <laughs> okay. And I, I should mention that I've not seen it and I'm, uh, I'm not likely to play it. Magical Kitties Save the World, which is uh, Atlas Games' uh, latest project. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a newer one. By, by now. I could see uh, the appeal of that, but I would rather have as a world to play in um, a, a, a setting where it's all it's all the animals and humans are only on the periphery. And it's about the animals' concerns and the um, interaction between them and the which makes a, a group of animal, uh, animals which uh, work in a, a pack or a pride more playable as characters than so- mm-hmm. solo animals. Um, yeah, I, I did recently read the uh, Kate Daniels urban fantasy series, which yeah. I recommend, incidentally. Uh, and that, that has, when, when, when it starts, werewolves with you know a pack and alphas and all the cliches. And later in the series, they admit that this is basically just, we know perfectly well that wolves don't do this. But we, think but, we, but we felt happier about it and copied it from primate, other primate behaviour. Uh, Which, you know, at least they, you know, probably this is the... they're recognising the problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. So, well, don't they have had... Which leads like, to the, the interesting the, the basic, question. The basic wolf unit is the family. You know, yeah. um, parents and cubs. And they will gather together in packs, but there is no special, there is no particular pack leader as far as I can see. Uh, and the, but pe- uh, people believed it because of dodgy research in the 60s. Uh, well, people believed it because it answers to something in uh, in uh, human uh, in human fantasies. And I'm afraid that uh, something is that there are alphas and I might be one. Hey. Yeah, well, looking looking at the humans who use that about each other, <sighs> yeah, well, I don't no. want to go there. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. The, one of these days, somebody's going to tell them what wankers they look at. They're going to be terribly angry. Mm. So it sounds sounds as if there, there might well be a human society off in the background somewhere. Yeah, but it's not really tied to the adventure. So, so this is not the secret life of pets, where you know, as soon as the humans are out, they get, they go off and do their adventurous things. But the, but they, but some, some of those adventurous things involve there is a new pet introduced to the household. Well, the secret life of pets. The very secret life of pets is 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 the background of the of the cat wizard story because they're centered around. Sorry, I was thinking specifically the film series, oh. which oh. which I can't honestly recommend. Oh right, uh, the secret life. There is such a thing. Yes, you're you're plunging my soul into the depths of despair. Here. <laughs> other other people that. have been here and screwed it up first. Oh yeah. Well, the uh, but what I'm trying to get at is that it, it's not so much like that. There might be um, individual humans who are in on it mm. as significant NPCs, but like the home life of D and D adventurers, um, wh- wh- whether you live in an alley or, or or in an apartment, is background information rather than key to the adventure. Yeah, the uh, uh, the relationship with the uh, with the human. Uh, with their with their their human family, is sort of played with and sort of 
ignored in Diane Duane's uh, Cat Wizard books, but um, I'm not quite sure how uh, how the the power relationship, which is not the way around the human thinks it is, actually is going to play out. Mm, well, that, that didn't those shift a bit over time as well? Because in the early books, which are about the humans, they're yeah. introduced to the cats, and yes, the, these cats are people too. Yeah. But but, uh, but but there was a, there were later spin-offs which were just about the cats. Yeah, a complete series. Um, I think you might get more fun out of a group of really wild animals trying to survive, which would argue a wolf pack um, or some uh, so, some social group of social animals. Which is in working against nature, I think. But is that ever interesting enough to make a role playing? Well, game? we've we've talked about this before in the context of man versus nature adventures. Yeah. Um, and my own experience, although I like the idea, and I've certainly read some very good stories which are essentially without villains, uh, is that in the context of a game, it is much better to have an actual opposition that you can outthink as well as out out tough. So, what are the natural animal conflicts? Well, do 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 you require a mixed group of animals, or, or can you stick within a single species? If we can find a a, a um, believable species, then I think within a single species would work better. Actually, I've got a. Actually, I've just had a, a thoroughly depressing flash of a, of an idea, which was a group of of cats, mixed formal ferals or mixed formal domestics. In the remnants, after all the humans go away, after the after after collapse of civilization, and mm-hmm. they have to find a way to exploit what was left behind without thumbs, as well. I saw a big rat yesterday. Yum! No, no, a big rat. <laughs> oh, come on, nothing I can't take. <laughs> <laughs> that has a lot of potential. Um, the. If if one were being particularly cruel, one would, one would make it post rapture. So so you have essentially working civilization apart from the car and plane crashes. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, there are various depressing ideas um, floating around about pe- from the people who enjoy about fantasizing about about being the damned left behind, <laughs> um, which include, include man's control over nature. Apparently, we have control over nature because the animals fear us, um, <laughs> and that going away. And you get the plot of the birds and the rats and and the cats <laughs> um, all coming together at once. Um, and actually, I, I, I would note that this can't be a standard rapture because there there are organisations genuinely in existence now which say we employ only unsaved people. We will look after your pets after the rapture, but you obviously have to pay us now. Do they have a stick? Which did, if, if, uh, uh, do they have a, da- a, a damned person detector, or do they just ask their opinions if they don't agree with theirs? <laughs> Dear me. I, well, yes, I, I don't think everybody has taken out that insurance. And I, I don't well, I, that, that's what I, th- I think one would have to modify it so, so that this rapture equivalent takes everybody. I mean, call it aliens dissolving everybody to, for, for nutritious well, goop there, there, there are variants of the... Of the uh, of the end of the world scenarios, which fast forward through, from the good are, are, are snatched up uh, through, uh, through to uh, everybody else is shoved down into hell, 
um, in very short time. Mm. And and I think, go, going back to your original statement, it's, it's quite important to say that the animals don't need to know what's happened and probably shouldn't know what's happened. Mm. Just everybody's gone. Well, my... And th- there will be some who say, well, obviously they're coming back. They always come back. Yeah, another bit. Yeah, the, the, uh, that's a, that's a nice touch, actually. Um, my own theological temptations would be to have some divine person or other come sniffing around for a fresh uh, species to uh, <laughs> annoy and interfere with, uh, not necessarily, uh, and working out which the benevolent ones were, and which the uh, which the uh, tentacle, uh, the ones just hiding their tentacles. Well, you, you you could even use this to uh, defantasy it a bit, because you you could say, right, um, the, the, this godity, whatever it is, has decided it's it's now going to uplift cats. So mm. all, all of a sudden, the neuron interconnection rate goes way up. Ooh. And and in and in the same essential amount of brain, they are, they are suddenly supporting abstract thought. Yeah, I think I think I I, th- I think they'd be more grateful uh, for the thumbs, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the uh... Yeah, but goddesses you can't trust them. Well, yeah, one, two, three. The the uh, I I there is I think I mentioned this before. A woman in America who's trying to breed cats to have opposable thumbs. I I wish her every good fortune. I mean, <laughs> all things considered, we need all the help we can get around here. Yeah, but then they discover the can opener, and then you were talking about the humans all going away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the most cats aren't capable of getting up behind you and shoving you into the meat processor. I'm sure if, she's it were, if they St- were. start with tripping people at the top of the stairs and work up from there. True, but anyway, but <laughs> cheer me up. I, I, th- I think this is a potentially viable setting. Actually, um, mm. it, it, it's got the complexity that says it, that this isn't just a you know you have to survive from day to day. You've got some idea of well, all right, what do we do? We've we've been given this intelligence. Mm. Clearly, there is a wrong answer to what do you do with intelligence. Observe the lack of humans. Yeah. What's the right answer? Moral qualms, definitely. So, so, so there are big questions to be asked as well as how do we get the next meal, which, which I think is always a good thing in a setting. And uh, yes, that might that might start to work. First of all, boys, first tip, don't eat the damned apple, all right? <laughs> Church mice are especially fat and nutritious. <laughs> The church? No, that, that that that's false advertising. That that that's that's <laughs> the first sin in this new universe, Roger. <laughs> yeah, well, at least the mice said so. Yeah. Okay. Are uh, we? I think it's very difficult to make a really good job of uh, playing a a sentiment, a sentient or semi sent into that animal in a game because mostly because they don't get to explain themselves. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to have, to have something like comic book rules where where everybody can yeah in the Scooby Doo example everybody can treat Scooby like more or less a person, but never quite to the point of saying well okay why why doesn't he get to decide where he lives because mm. he's still a dog. Well, actually, it's, it's more. I wonder what Scooby's thinking, and Scooby's having this. Brilliant internal monologue about about the pointlessness of life and, and, and his, <laughs> the commercialisation of, of Scooby snacks, and nobody ever hears it. Yes, yeah, so apparently Rolf means it's old man Wilkins and Robert Mask, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this moment in time we should pass on. 
I'm currently, we're currently, playing in a game of 5th edition Vampire the Masquerade. Um, having fun. Mm. But I'm doing what I always do, and, and I feel my fellow players should complain about it more often. I'm playing somebody with scruples, and I'm a vampire. Oh, good grief. Now, so am I. They're just quite specific scruples. Yeah, yeah. You confess your every vile deed to, to your priest, and then go off and commit them again. But isn't that how it works? Yeah, right. No, it's, it's it's more a matter of the choice of victims. But uh... yeah, well, the the, the new the new game does uh, does encourage you uh, to be specific about people you will snack on. Uh, my my character, who's a university lecturer, is fine with snacking on students, but um, he That's leaves the he, for. he leaves the permanent staff alone. Um, but he uh, he is playing. Given that given that. Um, Kenneth Height, one of the creators of the game, says he doesn't believe in any good vampires. I got the feeling he's been slightly forced to put the option in of vampires um, aiming for better. And my character is going for uh, is is going to be tedious and trying going for Golconda, which is vampire um, transcendence and um, and learning to control the beast. Um, though, though, don't worry, it won't go around knocking around, knocking on your door, uh, offering to explain the good word to you unless you <laughs> ask very carefully. But is this really doable? Can there be the one good vampire? And isn't it a bit tasteless? Uh, a guy named C. Lee Davis, uh, back on Gupsnet forums, um, said some years ago, Unfortunately, the only opportunity for heroism in the one vampire campaign I was involved in went something like this. GM. Okay, the sun's coming up. Head back home. Me. Nah, think I'll watch. Yeah, I mean that's what you should do. Uh... Well, that that's the that's the balance in theory. I and mean, th- this is where all the acts comes from. And that that quote about monsters we are less monsters we become mm. that was very popular in the early days of Vampire and then got turned into monsters we are less we find monsters under the bed. Um, but in theory, there's an, there's an interesting thing to be worked out, I think. So how do you do the least amount of evil that is compatible with your own survival? Which is arguably something that everybody who uh, finds themselves actually existing in a world, yeah. I assume our, most of our listeners are actually existing in a world, uh, has to... If not, get in touch. Yeah. Oh, we, we've got a nice one. Actually, it's going to be crowded in some places. Um, Especially if you like hot and wet, there are going to be lots of opportunities opening up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those those of you who are aquatic out there, uh, this is your moment. And don't need oxygen. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, the the problem is that it, it always ignores because it's supposed to be a game and vaguely fun to play. The 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 option that well maybe the best thing you can do for the world is to take yourself out of it. There are be- because you know if, if if you are a vampire that. Obviously, the, the the versions of this vary, but if you're actually requiring to cause pain and suffering in order to live, of sapient beings, mm. etc., it would be a reasonable argument to make that, that the best thing you can do is not exist. All, uh, well, what I must do to live, what my character must do, do to live, is find somebody, either drug them or use the old look into my eyes routine, and then nibble their neck, neck for a while, and hope, hope against hope, I don't roll a bam, bum die and <laughs> suddenly go berserk. Start, start, uh, see my fangs protrude in public 
and start having to uh, snack on policemen and things like that. Um, but the potentially the, the the actual damage he does is minor. Yeah, well, the I, think, I think that's the way it's always set up. great. Yeah. Um, it, it, and le- leaving aside the, the the situation of the game in which we have other things we're, we're required to do as well. Yeah. Um, what one approach one might take to that, I think, would be. Um, you know, you, you use one's immortality and so on to get a reasonable amount of money, which is obviously useful anyway. Um, but, but put some of that aside to funding basically people, people who have gone through the sort of victims you're going to go through treatment. Mm. Um, wh- whether that would be, you know, in, in some countries that, that would be free clinics when you've been beaten up and you can't afford to go to the hospital. Uh, or it, or it might be, um, assault and rape counsel, survivor counselling. Mm. Or yeah, that that sort of thing. The feeling of of trying to buy your innocence with blood money is well, you know, you can't. But at least you're trying to do some good. You're not just yeah. saying I will take, and it doesn't do them any harm. Mm. You're admitting that you're doing some harm in the long term, on the average. Yeah, and my and my character is seeing is seeing himself as trying to protect um, the uh, the potential magic users of the world. From uh, the other Tremere, um, he and he's he's doing a a follow following the 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 good vampire who got eaten by Tremere to found the clan um, <laughs> as a as a form of compensation. But as I say, it feels it. it I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but I'm I'm saying that it feels very morally ambiguous, which I think is the big thing. That um, that a vampire does well. It, it I, I don't think me, it feels yeah. like teenage angst. It feels more like long term well, guilt. Be. Yeah, and but what one of the one of the potential problems in this situation is that that it can drift into yay, I have superpowers. Therefore, yeah. I'm doing lots of good, and therefore, the you, little bit of bad is it's just fine. You will have you will have noticed the the, the nerfing of a lot of the vampire superpowers. Well, in, not in not really, because I I, never, I didn't play previous versions of vampire. Well, t- I, 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 I did play werewolf, and that was that was quite scary enough. But um, yeah, that, that's yeah, too too easy an answer. I feel, and hmm. um, where, where we are feels right. I mean. All right, my my character isn't generating a lot of hunger, and he's not having to feed very often, and the people he's feeding on are bad guys. But mm. things are going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, one has one has that feeling. Um, and Doctor Bob is doing a. If you're listening, Doctor Bob, have a compliment. He's doing a nice <laughs> job of introducing um, challenges to our um, uh, to our emotional uh, pillars of stability, and making us um, aware. Of all the fragility of the of the current ecosystem, mm. um, I, I think make, making this essentially a anarch city of, after the uh, what do they call themselves? Camarilla got kicked out. Makes it clear that things have changed quite recently, yeah. at least as far as we're concerned, and things could change again. And you know, you, you can't just rely on the current structure being the way it is. It needs to be propped up and keep working. And people need to keep believing it's going to work to, mm. as, a, as a means of conflict resolution, or they're going to find some other way of doing it. Yeah, so far so good, but it's uh, it, it's it's a nice it's a nice conflict. I'm 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 more terrified of the possibility, which they've written heavily into this, of the uh, of the uh, mundane authorities who now know about uh, vampires, not everything, mm. but something, uh, focusing on on us and. Uh, 
I don't think our characters can run because we're bound to uh, to the location, and therefore, well, well, I'm, oh yes, yes, the uh, the, the, the yeah, the, the chapel and shrine and so on. Um, yeah, it, it does seem to me that there, there ought to be a department of the police somewhere that says basically, give give us a little bit of money, don't ask silly questions, and send us all reports on neck wounds. Yeah. Uh, point four, C point two. Don't ask silly questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, and do, I do not include the neck wound statistics in the, in what's released to the public because I'm nasty and cynical and have to have to live in the modern day in spite of my best efforts. I also tend to assume that um, th- th- this would then be right. You're going to make this person immortal. <sighs> well, that one, the one with the funny hair. Mm-hmm. You've got to be. <laughs> Next. Yeah, yeah, all right, Prime Minister, suck on me. <laughs> More generally, I mean, we, we've been talking about vampires. Are, are, are there useful differences with, with other monsters? Um, as, as I say, I played original werewolf back in the day, yeah. and generally speaking, we, we weren't going, going berserk a lot, though I don't know whether that was just the way we played it. Yeah, the... The thing, the, well, the difference between the vampires and the werewolves is that the werewolves aren't that way by choice. They're, they're wolfy by birth. But also, World of Darkness werewolves don't actually do have to do any more harm to survive than anybody else who eats meat, basically. True. Um, but they have, um, unfortunate tendencies to lose it, um, uh, when uh, are deeply annoyed, especially by, uh, polluters for some reason. Uh, well, clearly, what you what you should do is, is a quick course in Zen philosophy, and uh... I believe that I, I believe that's what my vampires are trying. The uh, <laughs> and, and the vampires that they, they don't have a choice. It's uh, um, well, except for the are you going to stay out at dawn one? Yeah, I, I was going to say but, that, but that 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 would be frankly a, a brave uh, thing to do because by all accounts it's bloody painful. It would be, well, actually, I was going to say that it's a good ending for a vampire campaign that you mm. don't want to come back to. Sacrificing yourself or just ending yourself is a, is a, is a good, um, finale to a vampire Particularly campaign. Particularly if you could get it in the context of, I don't want to turn into them, the people we just overthrew. Yeah, quite. Yeah, that, that is the, uh, that, that, uh, that is the, the good ending, the, but, but vampires, though they didn't have a choice, aren't, um, aren't, aren't vampires by nature. They're vampires by causation. Mm. And this brings up the, the whole thing of inherently evil species. Vampirism may be an inherently evil disease, even if only mildly evil in some people's cases. Well, in the version we're talking about, it's, it's basically dependency on something you can't get without causing a certain amount of suffering. Yeah, and uh, violation of people's rights, even if they don't remember. Though, as as I understand it, there are vampires who who basically feed off banged blood. Yeah, um, uh, and keep looking at people in cafes and thinking. The first time I visited a mate of mine after after he uh, committed himself to being a vegetarian, we, we were out out feeding the ducks, and the ducks were looking at him suspiciously. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe he just didn't. Maybe his fingers didn't taste right. You know, mm. the. Uh... <laughs> but, but you see, th- this is I'm I'm arguing with the um, intrinsically evil. Yeah. 
Well, uh, but uh, all right. In this case, the designers have given us enough leeway that we can wiggle towards justice, even if we're only fooling ourselves. Um, yeah. But, let, okay. Let, let, let's posit a, an alternate f- form of vampire which does actually have to kill people. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's look at the at the, uh, the vampires in uh, Knights Black Agents, who are designed to fill oh, because Kenneth Height wrote it. To fulfil <laughs> Kenneth Height's um, dictum of all but vampires are evil bastard rapists, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, and they are uh, a thoroughly nasty bunch of people, and by and large they get that that way by choice. Um, there are well, there, there are clearly people in the real world who, given given the power to do what they want to other people, will do nasty things to other people. Yeah. Um, they're not a species; they're a made made thing. I think for some reason that that makes a difference. Didn't, a, didn't NBA have a bunch of variant explanations? Or that, yeah, that, it's true that there are other explanations. But the the yeah, classical vampire is um, is a created thing. I think mm-hmm. um, there are alien explanations. There are uh, uh, geomantic explanations, which I really get on my tits for some reason. I just <laughs> don't think geology is a, is a good monster explanation. I, I suppose you, you could do it in something like the Flying Dutchman model. Uh, so, so some nobleman, um, uh, let's say his wife has died, he curses God, he, he gets struck with, with being a vampire. Yeah, um, which puts God in a really awkward position, if I might say so. Yeah, it's ineffable, isn't it? Oh, right. Oh, I wouldn't want to F with that. The... Um, but hang on, what was I? Yeah, they are create they are created evil things. Um, I was going to say the, uh, the 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 really bad example is the alien species. There's a moment in one of Fred Saberhagen's Dracula books where Count Dracula says, um, "You're telling me that vampires are evil because they sometimes make other vampires." Reproducing one species was not regarded as a sin until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us suppose, let us take the orcs or um, the drow, I suppose, as examples of species that are by and large uh, depicted as um, obligate evil. But but then the, the players get to play the good one. Mm. Which has its um, troubling racist implications, of course. But, yes. Uh, well, the especially the drow living underground and yet still, for some reason, being black. But hey, that's that's that, that, that's that's not Menelin. Whatever it is, it's not Menelin. <laughs> In the March North uh, series of books, Graydon Saunders, Graydon Saunders, um, there is a species of obligate manivore unicorns who have to go around eating um, magic and this makes wizards and sorcerers look very tasty to them mm-hmm. and by and large the wizards and sorcerers regard them as evil uh, are they are they even sapient uh, they, they yeah they know what they're doing okay and they're quite ca- and they and their own uh, their own pri- uh, personal life is quite unpleasant mm. you can buy them off by playing music at them for a while, <laughs> and I'm told that that reading poetry really well works. That tends to be bad for the reciter. I shudder to think why, but never mind. The, so, it's a species like that which is made to prey upon other 
sapient beings. Can that ever be... Uh, morally speaking, the, the flaw lies in whoever made them, um, given that they are a manufactured species. Well, it, it seems to me that the question... If evolution is, did it, would it be different? Where is the seat of choice? Yeah. Can the, can the individual creature make a choice? Mm. Is, is, is it of sufficient mental complexity to make a choice not either to exist in a way that is less damaging or not to exist at all in, in the extreme case. I don't... Can we ever... It, it, there's something nasty in about saying to... Um, about saying to another species, really, you ought to all go and kill yourselves. Mosquitoes. No, no, no. No. Uh, well, what humans beings say 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 to uh, to mosquitoes is now go and die. We we're, we're killing you. <laughs> there's no there's no moral ambiguity ambiguity there. But if we if we did the screw fry solution um, uh, is is a board, is a borderline case. But um, the, the the problem is why do we get to choose who li- lives and dies? Why do we get to say to the other species, you're the evil one? Well, that, that's because you're trying, trying to establish a, a relatively neutral moral framework. Hmm. I'm not sure, looking at the human race, in the neutral moral framework, we're the ones who gets to be the desirable one to continue existing. Well, obviously not them out there, but you, know, you and I, and there's another matter. <laughs> you draw a very fine distinction there, so I don't mind my saying so. <laughs> Our, our listeners are obviously included in this, especially yeah, yeah. the ones who, who donate to support the show. <laughs> Just when I thought we couldn't delve into deeper moral crassness. <laughs> I, I, my instinct is to say that the more interesting stories are in the uh, in in the pl- place where there it is, that there is a possibility of moral redemption or finding a modus vivendi. Which allows you to go on living with other sapient beings. Yeah, I think the awkwardness there is if a few exceptional creatures, whatever, can can make this choice. What does that say about the others who are choosing not to? I mean, is it just that it's convenient for them because they've got a functioning society that's built on making other people suffer, and they they don't they don't particularly want to upend it in a revolution? Yeah. Or is it just that they like that anyway, unless they unless they get enlightened? Or you know, there there, there are awkwardnesses here. Mm, there are there there are uh, echoes of of uh, colonialism and condescension to quite other um, to other cultures. Um, and, and we yeah. are, let's face it, old white men. Oh, yeah, I, I had noticed, <laughs> Roger. I need to rub it in. Um, all all three all three descriptors apply. Um, the the problem is that that come the day I I I would be be there with the uh, with the uh, with the administrators of the uh, of the British Raj who suppress sooty and thuggy. On the other hand, I wouldn't be in, uh, among the adventurers who went out and conquered the people in the first place, mm. which but makes my particular position highly morally ambiguous. I don't know. I don't know if there is a way uh, to state one's moral beliefs nowadays, which isn't going to offend somebody. But then I'm not quite sure if that wasn't always the case. 
Well, I, I think stating them is 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 pretty much fine. It's it's when when you start to judge other people by them that you get problems. Uh, isn't that implied? If you believe a thing, doesn't doesn't it imply, assuming you have the capac- the, the moral courage and the capacity to do so, doesn't it imply following through with the moral action that it implies? Mm. Um, I don't know. I I I, I console myself that human beings shouldn't aren't in fact capable of making ultimate judgments because we don't see far enough or deep enough. Um, but well, this is this is one, you, one but, traditional arts of religion, of course, that that uh, you you have the rules to cover common situations and uncommon situations. God will sort it out, and you, there there clearly isn't can't be a rule to cover everything. But God's justice is infinite, and uh, you don't have to worry about that either. Well, no, no. I think I think you misstated. I think it states that that in this world you have to make judgments and you have to do the best that you can. Mm. But ultimate judgments about the worth of people's lives happens outside of time and depending on the subtype, killing other people may be acceptable or not. There is the issue of whether you do it with love in your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's because that, that makes a huge difference to them, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be toadying to God in this, in this instance, mm-hmm. because let's face it: some people aren't going to forgive you, come hell or high water. Possibly, How, literally. Yeah, we've wandered a bit, haven't we? We should probably <laughs> sometime think about the. So, so I think I think the answer to the our depiction our, of demons. I was going to say our original question is probably yes, but let's be a bit careful about it. Yeah. Also, um, there have been games. Yes, I mean, there, there was a White Wolf game called Demon, wasn't there? I, yeah. I don't think I ever played it, but neither. Um, that, that, and presumably, one one would regard if it, if any sapient being is intrinsically evil, then it's probably them. Yeah, I, it being White Wolf, I think they're complicated things. <laughs> but but, but uh, okay, I'm, I'm, okay. We neither of us knows much about this game. Okay, so let, let us posit a, a, a simpler game that we that we could at least. Uh, talk about which, which would be all right um you, you are uh, let, let us say screw tape the rpg okay and and the, the player characters are demons trying to tempt people right well actually this is uh this is one possible use for in nominee um which i have run uh they're mostly on earth and mostly the demons were manipulating political situations and were called in not for individual souls, but for the tension in in a screw tape based game is first of all, all the demons down in hell um, are you have you have a boss and he is he is superficially sympathetic towards your every need, but would screw you over and serve you up for supper um, if if given a, the slightest uh, choice, you have teammates, and you can't trust them either. Probably the main restraint on their actions is they don't want to be seen to have done you over. Yes, we all, we're we're all serving the greater um, cause down here. Um, all play all high to the lowest. Uh, um, and and also, then, you're all fired for getting in subcontractors. Yeah. Thing is, uh, I think the difficulty is that it, uh, the traditional uh, picture is one demon tempter, one soul, mm. and I'm not quite sure um, how you get group play out of this. Well, either they each have their own and, and, and um, share skills with each other, or there's one particularly high-valued soul that has a team working on it, yeah. or it might be a team of particularly incompetent demons if you want to go for the comedy element. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I. <sighs> but in any case, here he, here we have beings that are evil. Yeah. And the, the the game in that situation, I think, would would be playing evil, but. If if you wanted to, if you if you wanted to take it in that direction, it could well be well. All right, what options do we have? Because even discovering those would be quite challenging. Because obviously, demons aren't going to tell junior demons that they, that they can stop being demons if they want to be. No, no. <laughs> even the, if it's the, true, the, the, the the internal security apparatus is there to stop that happening. And playing actually the internal security apparatus of hell might be fun. <laughs> Went over to the other side. Yes, you know what so, happened so, to so, Wormwood, don't you? You don't want to go that way. So, so where, the, where are the bridges where they where they do spy exchanges? Yeah, yeah, the Hyde Park, uh, obviously. Uh, uh, well, yes, um, Geneva. Um, you play nice, nice, neutral places un, under full observation of human beings. <laughs> is where the uh, is, is where the ex- prison exchanges between heaven and hell take place. Um, and you're never quite trusted after you've been brought back from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always the question of, of should we break him down for parts and uh, rebuild a better angel out of him? It's so much simpler to do it that way. Mm. I don't know. I I find evil terribly difficult to portray and to play. Um, I don't believe in it as much as as I do. Um, the, op- um, the, the opposite, to be well, honest. Well, here, here is the thing I've said before, and I've been somewhat argued with, but I, I still maintain that to a, to a first approximation, nobody in a reasonable state of mental health thinks, aha, I'm going to do something evil. Mm. They think, I'm going to do this thing, and you know, let, let's assume they're thinking re- reasonably sensibly, not just ignoring stuff. But they will say, okay, I'm going to, I, I need to do this thing because of X. And yes, mm. I, yes, there, there are downsides why, but they're not as important as X. I think if I, if you're part of Y, then that may well be evil. I think you're taking a very uh, Socratic or at least Platonic point of view, um, but I would I would point to Saint Augustine and uh, and his uh, reminiscent about the reason he stole those pears that time. <laughs> no, no, he he, he argued that at, at a tender age he found himself stealing something, not because he wanted the fruit. It was thrown away afterwards, but because he wanted the wickedness of the of the deed, um, and that uh, yeah, and, that and, and, if, and if somebody is not at a tender age, that that's a sign of serious problems. I feel. Hmm. Do you think people change in their moral judgments as they get older? Absolutely. Or... Uh, not too certain about that. I think if you're old enough to climb a tree, you're probably old enough to know that you shouldn't be doing it. Um, two-year-olds are excused due to the nature of the beast. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm willing to believe that two-year-olds are not um, are, are not uh, emotionally developed enough. But beyond that, I'm, get, I'm getting a bit uh, I'm getting a bit puritanical, I'm afraid. <laughs> the, the 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 thing is that evil to be evil has to be uncompromised, has to be pure malice, and this is something. I find difficult to conceive of, difficult to play. And if I were playing a character in a film or a play, I would I would go with your route, the self-justifying route, the the, the point of view that you are um, that you're only doing your best in the current circumstances. 
Yeah, but well, as, as I'm far- never going to be called upon to play uh, what's his face, uh, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. Yeah, because that's been done twice terribly well. Hey. It, it, I, I'm, I'm not arguing for relativism here, but I think there is a relative viewpoint from, from as far as the player characters are concerned, the investigators, mm. as it might be. The the the, um, the important thing is this: this guy is, is going to uh, summon Yogg-Sothoth and uh, t- turn all of London in, into a protoplasmic goop. Yes. Uh, as, as far as he is concerned, the important thing is that he's going to summon Yogg-Sothoth and bring on a new golden age for, for sapient life everywhere. Yeah. He may be wrong in this. We may hope. Um, but, you know, he he's not thinking, oh, let, let us slaughter all those people. He's saying, it, it's a shame about that, but, you know. The, uh, I, think, I think there are two sorts of um, detective story here. Um, which I think have two t- different sorts of reveal. One where there is some sort of rational, um, reachable um, motivation which you can get at as the detective. And as in, he wanted to inherit the money. He wanted to inherit the money. Um, and then there's the motive which comes out of the blue and is is, is pure craziness or e- evil yeah, I, and I, comes I, out of the person you least suspect. I, I summed this two... up in my book reviews as a loony did it, which I always find unsatisfying as the answer to a murder mystery. Um, I think because it... to, to me a murder mystery is in some respects a technical challenge. You know, who has the motives, who has the means, who has the opportunity. Yeah, yeah but uh, but I think, I think the way you find the loony is by finding the circumstances, not finding the motivation. Finding who must have done it, hmm. and then, uh, yes, then realising... Yes, it's the personalities and motivations that I find most interesting out of those three. Yeah, well, they are, yes. Um, and, but... and if you take that out, you, what, what you have left is a, is a much less interesting story to me. Did you, Some uh, people love them, but then, you know. Did you read um, Happy's Carcass, um, Dorothy Sayers? Yes. The one by the, by the, by, at the beach resort? Yes. When it got to the revelation of the thing. Did you think, oh gosh, that's jolly clever? Or did you think that's that's footling? I mean there were what you'd already found the motivation. But the the explanation of why it happened as it happened and, and why when he spells out the word which explains it. I thought that just about worked. It wasn't it wasn't completely out of the blue, which helped a lot. I mean there there was light foreshadowing. Yeah, but there was foreshadowing, and you, 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 and if you read it a second time, you can say, "Aha! Yes, this this is pointing to that." Hmm. Um, it's also a very neat technical trick for which I was well, admiration. I, 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 I like the, the the technical trick. I thought, "Oh, good grief!" Um, it was, uh, and and it were it was obvious, but it was entire the rev- final revelation. Given that you already knew the motive, you knew who had done it. You knew the motive. What but but you also knew they couldn't have done it because they weren't there at the right time. Yeah. Um, and the revelation was uh, was just... Well, obviously we're going to have to agree to disagree on this. Um, I, I think it does just about work. I, I agree it's treading close to the edge, but to me it stays on the right side. Oh, well. All right, well... But then I, I enjoyed the code-breaking chapter as well. Yeah, all right. That that was fun, though I'm never entirely sure that it worked. Worked. It does. You notice it get, it get it got cut from the dramatisation, not unsurprisingly. Surely not. Poof! It went away. I, th- I, I think the vandals. Ha- 
Madness, madness! I say, people are <laughs> panting for for what watching two two people scribble things on pieces of paper oh, for an with hour a whiteboard. Surely, yeah. <laughs> well, I I enjoyed it, but yeah, it it does cause a bit of a, a lacuna in the, in the action. Let us say a hiccup, a technically interesting hiccup. We have wandered far and near. Um, I would be very careful about introducing creatures that are evil by nature into um, into any sort of game. Creatures that are evil by culture are will will do the job just as well in many cases. Hmm. I mean, if if you say the orcs are like that because that that's that's how their fathers were, and ulti- ultimately when when Sauron created them. Hmm. He he said, right. I, I I want nasty, cruel soldiers who will terrify people with 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 their tortures and so on. Yeah, then that's fine, because that gives the individual orc a choice, and it's not a choice many of them are going to make because their culture is all about this is what you do. This yeah. is how you, this is how you are a good orc. Though one does wonder about the orc catering corps. Somebody has to be in charge of feeding all those buggers. <laughs> When, uh, when, they're, when they're not eating the corpses of the enemy. Well, yeah, quite. And you don't suppose they eat them raw, do you? I mean, uh, uh, no, 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 that, that's a, a gross misunderstanding of Orcish culture. Um, yeah, the, uh, the whole... Uh, and yet I feel that, that, that the story of people who are, are bent towards evil by some supernatural or genetic means and are fighting back... I always feel that there's something a little off about it, even when I'm doing it myself. Mm. And I feel this is a feel-good story about a terrible situation, and the honest story to tell would be just the terrible situation. Mm. But, oh well, that may be me being morally ambiguous. Let's move (laughs) on to a narrative of moral ambiguity. And now, part four of The Fathomless Sleep. The Big Boom. So, I've got some names. One name I can get uh, to talk to in the most in the more conventional way. Yeah, let's spend that uh, for Whitey. Whitey Alexander? As someone who knows me. Not that I'm going to see him. Okay. Um, but uh, what sort of time is it? I, I'm looking for casino chucking out time. Oh, casino chucking out time is a small time hours of the morning. Yeah. So okay. that, that, that's what I want to catch Philip. Look, point being... As someone whitey knows, if, yeah. I, if I start offending his staff, he's just going to have me beaten up in a friendly way rather than wake up in the river. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So you, you're going to stake out the place? Uh, Get I don't have, don't have a photo for the guy. I don't, can't recognise him. I mean... He's going to look like a heavy, I'm guessing, but... Uh... Oh. 
yeah, I guess, I guess it's going to have to be um, spend a few hours there, get some idea of who's who. Okay. You... I don't really fit in, but... Okay, you got, you're, you're hanging around inside inside the... Mm. Okay, you, you turn up. The place is out in the suburb of Burbank, not so far away from Universal and Disney. And it's in a ranch-style house. And uh, there are a lot of cars parked in the... Uh, in the, in the, in the car park, and as you come in, the 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 guys at the door, not you. Good day, Mister Raymond. Hi, Dex. Um, you pass Chico Marks, uh, who's who's flirting with a hat check girl very successfully. He's good at that. Mm-hmm. And there's a a singer in a, I think actually in a, a place this. This this is a, a chanteuse hmm. uh, in a silky evening gown uh, singing in the still of the night Cold Porter and you can see Bing Crosby over there throwing dice at the crap table the security around here is heavier than you remember it being the last time you were in here and You can't, uh, you can't, there's, there's a feeling of tension in the air. So the beautiful people are still here, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so playing a little for the sake of it, but mostly I want to try to get a feel for who's who. Okay. Um... You don't want to talk to. Uh, uh, you don't want to talk to um, Whitey. So, not right now. Not right now. Okay. Um, you're trying to keep your gambling under control and not. Um, I don't have that specific problem. You don't have that specific problem. On the other hand, on the other hand, I'm, I'm you, into our private eye. So yeah. So you're 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 gambling. You make a roll against your cool. Ah, that's a one. So it's not great. Okay. Do you want to take an extra problem for um, uh, to avoid worse problems to gain an extra die? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, roll again. Title of five. All right, uh, you play a couple of hands, but you don't get in deep. But nonetheless, there are a lot of problem cards. <laughs> there are a lot more problem cards than there are edges. I'm so surprised. Okay. That's not helpful. Problem 21 is tempted, it says, but problem 21 is wrenched back, according to this.
Okay. Ten two is one twenty-three. Uh unfortunately, indulging your old temptation has, has rattled rattled you a bit, and you're at a penalty. So you take some time, go and you know, cool yourself off a bit with some of your mm-hmm. tests. All right. You're um, hanging around, um, going to get a refresh for your drink, where you see a guy coming down the corridor from Whitey's office. He's a pinstripe little shrimp, and he's carrying a folder bulging with adding machine tapes. There's something about his nervous appearance, nervous air, which tells you that he knows something. He's up to something. And your instincts t- tell you that you're going to have to investigate him at some point. Hey. So what are you going to do? Let, let's stay... Uh in character, so rather than grab him by the shoulder and say, come and have a drink, let's um, keep an eye on where he goes. Possibly right. following him out, perhaps. Okay, he is... Um, he is uh, dithering backwards and forwards out, out of the, the room where they keep uh, the money in the safe and that sort of thing. And then he, sa- he, he, he dumps his... Uh, he dumps his... Um, his uh, his file and says he's just going for a drink outside and um, he's going for a smoke outside he's going outside for a smoke and you follow him yeah because that's well I think I'm going to get more from that than I'm from a quick skim of the, of the file yeah you follow him and he and he goes out and you can see when he Takes the um, the cigarette out of his uh, out of his packet. His hands are shaking, and he takes a little moment to light um, his cigarette. And he takes a deep breath and exhales. And at that moment, just as you're about to go over and um, perhaps lean on him a little, kaboom! And a blare of 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 thunder and uh, and a burst of orange light simultaneously illuminates the uh, the entire uh, the entire car car park um the car is thrown up in the air and lands on a couple of other vehicles fortunately not yours debris Probably comes down um and at this moment an athletics role to um uh, get out of the way of that that's a four total so far. You aren't hurt, but your clothes are singed. Um, and uh, you could probably do with, um, yeah, at least replacing your your your, your outer garments. But uh, as you get up from uh, where you roll to get away from, from the debris, you see two men seated in the front seat of a dinged-up Ford Coupe. Unlike everybody else who's spilling from the casino into the car park, they are as cool as some cucumbers. Mm-hmm. 
And shrimp guy is still the shrimp guy was. is shrimp guy is, is screeching and howling and has and and, and somebody's helping um, him put out the fire that started in his very good look, looking pinstripe suit. Um, there is a streetwise push available here. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, you're as you recognise. So uh, are you? No, you just passed me a, a token. Okay. You recognise the two uh, guys in the car. They, you've seen them hanging around uh, A.M. Hillier and Company, who's, which is a magazine and newspaper warehouse on Pico Street near Grand. He, yeah, you've seen a lot of shade-looking characters uh, going in and out of its loading doors in the last year or so. This is not clarified the situation. No. <laughs> However, the uh, uh, the Whitey is out and about and shouting at people and telling them to calm down, calm down. Um, what you can do, the uh, the guys in the car are dri- driving off, and the 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 uh, Phil Block is being told, no, no, you go home, you you go home, get yourself clean cleaned up. Okay, let's make a quick note of that number just in case. I don't expect to do anything with it, and ah, uh, you don't want to be driving in your condition. Let me give you a lift. Oh hi 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 Dex yeah yeah do that do that good is good you you should have come and see me you should have come and see me says Whitey yeah oh, I don't want to trouble you you got this place to run he's a he's a he's a good guy for a complete dick ah <laughs> uh, never mind punks he says punks and uh, and the 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 accountant goes off. Um, with you, thank you very much, Mister 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 Dex. Is it? Call me Dex. Everybody does. Okay. That was terrible. I mean, I don't expect you don't expect something like that, do you? You don't expect, something. especially not from one of Mister Alexander's properties. Oh, no, no, he says, lying through his teeth. Places. Okay. So in the car with uh, Phil in the car, driving along, uh, he gives his address um, as a place in Echo Park. It's liable to be a bit of a dump. Mostly, what we have here is, a, is an opportunity for a conversation. As I Are we recording? Yes. Okay. He says. That was more exciting than I wanted it to be. Yeah, look as if you've been under a man. Getting a lot of excitement lately. A little more than I could use. I'm an accountant. We don't do exciting. It's always far too much or far too little. That's true. That's true. I I just want to, you know, Make a good living. 
Is he wearing a ring? He isn't wearing a ring. Maybe made a nice girl settle down? Yeah. I'm not the sort of maybe. Well, maybe one day. I've had... You have dreams, you know, but uh, just at the moment, it's uh, it's Mr. Alexander's business and uh, taking care of all that is is keeping me busy and uh, maybe someday I'll find a nice girl and settle down somewhere. Okay, he didn't take the hint. But until until then, there's still time for the occasional nasty girl, right? What? He looks at you. Ah, oh, you know. Fellow's been seen around town. Bit of a knockout. You, you, you tell Mr... No, 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 look, it wasn't like that. You tell Mr. Alexander it wasn't like that at, at all. Oh, we wouldn't want him to misunderstand anything, would we? Please. This is, this is a combination of reassurance and, and intimidation. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> but you, please, you've got to, you got to, you got to tell, you got to understand. I, I, I didn't go to her. She came to me. She, she came, she came to me. He's looking around now, the car as see, if there is a convenient way for him to escape, and there is. Now you see, you, you, obviously, you know, Mister Alexander. You, you wouldn't say a thing like that to him because you're not stupid. And I'm not going to say a thing like that to him because I'm not stupid. She, she did. I mean, it wasn't me. She, she was half. I mean, a guy, a girl like that. Relax. Pass him a flask. Tell me about it. I mean, his hands tremble again, and he, he gets a fair bit of your bourbon all the front of his shirt. I mean, I should have known she came to me. It wasn't me. She was after. I should have said no. I mean, a girl like that. She's so far out of my league. I mean, I mean, she might have. She might have as well have been from the moon, you know. But they should have said no. I would have. He's going to kill me. And you know, it wasn't. She wanted a copy of the books. Of Mr. Alexander's books, and I. I should have said no, but you know, she she was like, We're like not you know what junkies say about smack, it becomes your whole world. She was like that to me. And once she had what she wanted. None of us is a saint, Phil. Ah. Angels, you maybe. have to be dead to be a saint. I saw. Yeah. And then. Then he turns up. And he says, This crowd. Little guy? Yeah. He's got pictures of me and Helen leaving the hotel. Just that one time, that one time. We. Uh, somehow I may. He's not much. I mean, I'm not much, but he's not much. He's less than I am, and I managed to put. Yeah, I managed to put a scare in the in the little creep. 
he didn't even know I was working for Mr. Alexander. I sort of implied, you know, that Mr. Alexander would be very angry with him if he found out. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, that guy's dumb. Dumb. He seemed to think I was mixed up with commies. Do I look like a commie to you? I wouldn't know. I've never seen one. Me either. She wanted to see the books. I don't know why. To see them? To borrow them? I mean... She... She wanted me to make a copy. I made a copy. Now... Obviously there are a lot of... I think she was planning to take it up a step. Show Mr. McAfee how much Mr. Alexander was... um, keeping for himself. Ah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Everybody expects you to make your peace, but you make it at their expense. They get all angry. Mm. <sighs> but if Mr. McAfee is suspicious, he can he can take steps on his own. So why does she... Why does she want to know? Why does she want to tell him? What is, what is she to him? What is he to her? I don't know. She's just this rich broad, this classy broad. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the, the guy, the crowd. I, I, I think it was him that did whatever happened to her. I, I hear she's not, from Mr. Alexander, she's not well. Not been seen around lately. Well, she's back apparently, but she's not well. I, I, the crowd. He he had some other photos of Helen with some other guy. I think. I think Spielman must have done something to him. Spielman. Spielman. That's that's the crowd. Ah. He's he's he's, he's a. I didn't get his name. He didn't really seem to have one. That's his name. The name Spielman. He lives in this, um, in this guest house with another crowd, uh, lady crowd. We're getting into subtleties of prejudice here. <laughs> he said, uh, and by this time, you've driven around a bit and you've come up to outside his um, apartment building. What are you going to do now? Uh, you could use a hand up after a shot like that. If I, you don't want to uh, stir as you'd be unsteady on your feet. Oh, God, you're going to kill me. Nah, if I were going to kill you, you wouldn't have got here. You'd be in the river by now. He's not deeply reassured by that. <laughs> but given you're bigger than him, and um, uh, and he lets you lead him to his front door, this is actually about two-thirds poor little guy, he can't help it and one-third I might actually learn something <laughs> he, well, yeah, what are you trying to find out? Um, basically just help him in, just take take a quick look around and as, as I see it his uh, 
Hmm. Usually, mo- usually accountants of crooked stuff are better paid than this. Is is he socking the money away? Somewhere? Does he have an obvious thing he's spending it all on? No, but apart no, from that, you no, know, he, he's he's living in um, he's living in a very um, look look if you yeah if you had his money and were living here you'd shoot yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of his aged mother on the sideboard. Um, the place is as neat as a new pin. Everything organised, everything clean. And he just sprawls on the sofa and, and weeps. So uh, was it you said Spielman hung out again? He stammers out the name of a guest house, um, which is kept by an actress called Greta Odemar. Please, if you can't do it, do it now. Just, just... I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to tell the guy who might do it. And he weeps some more. Let us depart. Okay. It's I'm now starting to get a picture. Of the morning. Starting to get a picture. A, a, a good time of day for... for um, Knocking on, on the door of a German exile. Uh, which German exile will you... Oh, 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 that's just in general. All oh, right, fine. They, they come to expect it. Um, hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this would be a lot easier if I had a badge. You have friends who have badges. I have friends who have badges, but um, they need they need the, the pay and the pension. It's true. If you want to tell us about your animal adventures or the evil impulses you're attempting to overcome, and you can reach us. Write to podcast at tekeli.ly or just leave a comment on the website. We'll be back in another month.